episode 36 of the Sounds of Stadia podcast. Hope you're all good and you're having a nice, enjoyable week of gaming. My name's Chris, I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined by my ever co-hosts in the cubes. To my left, we have Mr. Tom, our techie teacher, giving you an inaudible wave once again. For, the, for our audio <laughs> listeners, Tom, for our audio listeners, are you there? What does that sound like? <laughs> hello, hello, welcome. And uh, right below him, we have the man of many pixels, Mr. Richie. An audible wave. Audible wave. Audible wave. <laughs> Make lots of noise with your wavy magic hands. The child coos. The child coos. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hope you're all good, gentlemen. We've had a busy week in uh, stadia news, but more importantly, gaming news. We've got loads of stories to bring you this week about new games. We've been asking for it. We keep seeing this trickle come out, and uh, the the dams broke this week. Quite frankly, we've been absolutely washed away with a with a tidal wave worth of uh, worth of new games, which we will get to in the new segment. But first of all, I wanted to just give a rundown of what we've been up to, because uh, personally, I feel like we've had quite a busy week in terms of uh, our channel, what we've done. Uh, we moved past the four hundred subs point on over on YouTube, oh, so thank you very much Fantastic. for your support and uh, and attention over there. It means a great big deal it was every time those numbers just tick up nicely uh, passing those milestones really does make a difference so thank you very much uh, if you've not already done so click like down below subscribe to the channel and uh, share it with your fellow gaming and stadia friends spread the word and help us grow as a channel it's massive massively appreciated uh, but to start off with a little bit of housekeeping if you if you're looking at us thinking get man these three look a bit tired today why could that possibly be well, we were out on the battlefield last night, if you missed it, taking part in our, our very own hosted Content Creators Cup, uh, playing PUBG. Uh, we played with many, many members uh, and other content creators from around the community uh, well into the early hours last night. Uh, we tried to set it up fairly late so we could play with our global audience out there. Uh, we, yeah. we began at 10pm UK time. Um, I believe it was just late af- uh, mid-afternoon, late afternoon for some people in the stateside. Yeah. Uh, but we pulled it together, we managed it, and quite frankly, I think it was a great success. Uh, do you two have any uh, immediate thoughts on how it, how it went down last night? We had some issues with the PUBG servers, but that is very much hard-coded into PUBG. Um, other than that, it was a great event. Um, yeah. I think one of the best things to take away from it is that everybody really engaged with it. We had a lot of participation from the con- from the content community around Stadia. And the general consensus is that everybody had a lot of fun. So hopefully with, with the success of how it went, I mean, I had an absolute blast um, interacting with some content creators that I haven't quite frankly had the chance to really get to know and get to speak to. But hopefully this is the start of a lot of these types of events happening in future because we loved it, the community loved it. So obviously uh, that bodes very well for the future. Yeah, Tom, the randomizer round on your part was an absolute stroke of genius because it falls, although we had our own individual team for then we just shuffled the pack so you had people working with people they've never really spoke yeah. to and interacting is quite should make for some quite interesting content yeah it really does and it was it was totally fun i mean i, I jumped away from hours to team up with uh with my team i had meg mm2k and yoshida uh, who isn't a content creator by the way i think it was just a friend of one of the content creators so again you talk that was the community getting fully involved in that but yeah, I, I jumped over to Meg's channel, dropped in on the video with MM2K, uh, and we were talking while we were all waiting in the inevitable PUBG lobby for about 20-odd minutes. Um, we had an actual joke about saying we've not had an opportunity to work together yet, which is re- really weird, but then again, there's so many amazing people out there making content. It's it's no surprise. We're very much like passing ships in the night. We would never see each other, but we're so close. We're so close. 
And um, yeah, we actually laughed saying that the all all, all over the, the state of community right now, there is little pockets of people having to create small talk, get to know each other, and uh, basically just vamp for like for 20 minutes with, with no script. Don't know who's, no one's taking the lead, there's no host. And uh, yeah, we were all doing, we learned loads. I learned about Meg's dog, what games they've been playing, what MM2K is usually into. He's not really one for Battle Royales, which boded well going into a Battle Royale, <laughs> Royale game. How good we all were, what our thoughts were on the initial previous rounds, who won. Meg shot Link TV in the back while he was on the same team as her. So that you just got loads of really good interactions and different viewpoints. Now, I really do hope everyone out there who did tune in uh, takes it as an opportunity to go and check out those other channels that are in our video's yeah. description and just see hell unfold from many, many different perspectives. You do like not get one that. Big, one big crossover episode. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of a time that's happened before. In all the gaming podcasts that I listen to and watch to over the years, like the big ones like the IGNs and such, I've never actually seen a competition take part across so many viewpoints i think yeah. it's actually positioned it very very uniquely and uh yeah i, I had an absolute blast it was great and I'll, yeah, i'm 100 percent looking forward i've got like six live streams to watch now to watch back hours and hours <laughs> who says we don't bring you enough content yeah. even when it's not us it's it's third party <laughs> 20 hours it's probably about 20 hours of content to watch yeah they, they, they must be we we would strongly recommend that anybody who is listening uh, does check out all of the viewpoints as well because it will be a hell of a lot of fun to see and every content creator who did stream it does have the links available in the description of their videos to keep sort of like pass that on nice little daisy chain really of moving from one stream to the next or if you're feeling really chaotic put them all on at the same time and try and sync them up that is genuinely my plan i'm going to sit there when i get you guys i'm going to sit there and sync them all up Oh, just what? so I can see them simultaneously because I think it would make an interesting viewing experience. Oh, definitely. Well, it'll save me probably about 15 hours worth of view time. Well, while you're doing that, Richie, you might as well capture it all and we'll condense it down to a lovely compilation video <laughs> if you've got the time. <laughs> uh, I'll see what I can see what I can do, but I've only got a, te- a single 1080. I've only got a 1080p monitor, so I'm not sure how well that will we'll work. We'll see. We'll see. It's a lot of work, but int- I just I think yeah. the biggest fun part is going back and watching people who were previously teamed up or part of the same squad and they've been given smack talk back and forth and then they were all broken up so they they had to work with new people new teams new tactics not running as smooth as they were probably comfortable with and uh watching them confront the fellow opposition on the battlefield i know um the stadium initiative podcast the team bravo and alpha were hell for leather at each other and the the smack talk was evident and yeah the the humor and the the, i think the heart pounding nature that happened as that circle got closer and closer and they were forced into each other's uh flight paths was uh great great stuff to watch definitely check it out across all those channels but we had an absolute blast and i'm sure we'll be bringing you something similar if not the same thing again in the in the future as well so keep it tuned keep it locked to the channel uh and go check it out go check that out uh, taking it down from like a massive 32 person squad match we condensed that right down to uh, our our one and only Richie you've also had episode 6 of your Lost Words Beyond uh, the Page playthrough uh, how many are left yeah. have we got now we're, we're ticking over um, I think it's probably about 2 or 3 I haven't really decided whether I'm going to condense episode these I've got content for episode 8 and 9 but I haven't decided whether I'm going to condense that into a single like, yeah. bigger finale finale Extended yeah. edition Lord of the Rings style blowout. Yeah. <laughs> I need to look at Rich Johnson. I just need to watch through the footage for episode nine because it was about it's a couple of months ago I shot it. Now I haven't actually looked at it in like over a month. So I just want to see what's in there, whether mm. I need to cut any of that out. And if I do decide to cut out, then I don't want to be left with just episode nine being like five minutes long. Yeah. 
so we can go back and see how short your hair and beard was back then. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just slowly, slowly watch it rewind and ungrow well, back into your face. A beard's freshly trimmed, um, but the hair is like getting yeah. quite long and shaggy. Wispy, wispy. I'm so glad there's not a camera behind me at this point. It's all well and good swooping over at the top, but the back part, uh, you, you yeah, know, the mullet, the mullet yeah. went through. I'm definitely back in the '80s at this point. Um, and then the the other big thing, final one for me, as far as the housekeeping goes, is uh, I began my uh, Road to Valhalla live stream this last week. I did two mega streams on both the Tuesday and the Thursday. Uh, they were both coming in, I think, around the five-hour mark. So 10 hours of content, uh, 10 hours of Assassin's Creed Odyssey on the Road to Valhalla, which comes out holiday 2020. So hopefully we've got enough time to get through it. But I'm approaching it from a live stream point of view where the stuff on camera is going to be the main campaign. So if you've not checked that out already, I uh, implore you to go over and jump in with me with the lovely Cassandra as we explore through ancient Greece. Um, but on the side, off camera, I am doing a lot of the side quests, the, um, the collectibles and building up the XP. So when it comes to the live stream, we can just purely hit the campaign and the story because I'm well aware it's a massive, massive game. And I do not expect you to join me for a week's worth of content <laughs> non-stop like 100 and odd hours uh, so I'm condensing it down so we will be just hitting the main story beat so if you've not played the game yet or you just are intrigued by the story but you don't have the hours to put in jump into the chat join me and I know a lot of you have done so so far so massive massive thank you uh, for sticking to me with that uh, do I wear a Spartan helmet at any point in the stream you'll have to check in to find out uh, but as you can see just to my uh, left I've got a Spartan shield and sword ready to, to armour up suit up and uh, hit the battlefield as well but yeah, we're going really well, really enjoying it. It's an amazing game, and I'm sure we'll talk about it at length again as we continue. Um, and final point, if you are new to the channel, you're new to Stadia, you've joined us as far as the wrap-up. We've got to remember, gents, we've got, what, three days now to get on this pro deal, this two-month free pro deal. If you've, if you've been hanging fire, you've been holding off, now is your window of opportunity. If you do not get in now with your two months free, it's going to get reduced down to one, which still isn't the worst-case scenario, but if you've been hanging fire thinking why I shouldn't make the leap. Do it now. Do it now. Now is arguably the best time mm -hmm. to maximise it. Yeah. yeah. If you do definitely. it tomorrow, you get all the new games we're about to talk about. You get all the old... In fact, if you do it today, which it's, it's no good listening to us now because of the days past, you've point. missed it. <laughs> you missed it. It was yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday. But I tell you what, if you sign up now, you're going to get all of June's games for free. And there's a lot of free games that are still lingering on, uh, which we're going to talk about in a moment. But for us, if you're new to the channel, don't forget to subscribe. But more importantly, if you are a like-minded gamer and you want to engage more with the community, but you're thinking, hang on a minute, I don't know how, Chris. I don't know how. Well, I'll tell you what you can do. You can head over to Facebook, um, specifically facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Google Stadia UK group, where we've got a fantastic partnership with Derek and the guys over there. And essentially, jump in, chat, share the community, jump into the forum threads, share your pictures, share your mock-ups, share your memes, um, jump into the Discord channel as well, and generally just, just chit-chat about Stadia and games. That's what we've all been doing in there. Really great, great group of people. Uh, and if you want to make new friends uh, on Stadia as well, reach out to them, drop your username in there, and they will add you, and you can play in communities and clans across the division, Borderlands, uh, Assassin's Creed, whatever you want to do, jump in and share that. But... Um, it's a great group of people. Massively, uh, massively uh, recommend it. So then, that's the housekeeping in a nice little bundle tied up with a knot. Well, that's well, been a good show, Jim. Thank you very much. That's right. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. We'll see you all next week. I've been Chris. Um, if
if only it was that easy and short, gentlemen, we could go about a day. But no, as we've said, the Ents have pulled off the uh, the the locks for the dam, and Isengard has been flooded with Stadia games. The river. <laughs> the river. I think that would work better if there's actually some Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But you know what? The the timeless movies, and I'll reference them as much as I want. <laughs> so you 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 down there, Gimli, in that bottom corner, be quiet. Be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> oh mine. Anyway, uh, so that brings us Tom. <laughs> what does that bring us to, Tom? The super sexy special study story segment, aka the news. The news. The news. I don't know why I did this thing with my finger. The news. It's, you're making a statement point, that's yeah, why. the news. It is the news. For audio listeners, I, for some reason, I put my index finger up. Index finger. <laughs> I don't know why. Testing the wind. That's what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Which direction is said game's coming from? Is it to the... Look to, my, look to the east on the second day, whatever the... They're the coming from is. the cloud. The cloud, they are. and They're coming from above. Oh. So like, testing for the wind won't help if they're just going to drop on you like a ton of bricks from above. <laughs> yeah. um, but as we mentioned, the news, here we are. It's been a busy, busy week for games and we kick start off with a community announcement on Thursday. They left it late again, gents, just because they love doing this. They love yeah. leaving it as late as possible in the previous month to tell you when the new games are coming. Probably just to build suspense, probably because <laughs> they've not finalised the deals, right? They're probably still <laughs> signing the documents off wherever they may be in Google Google HQ up in the cloud. Um, however, massive, massive drop this week. We got five games that are coming to Stadia as of the 1st of June as our pro games. That's right, five games. Not one, not two, not three, not even four, but five. five. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I say five. It's five with a caveat of technically we're getting six, which we'll get onto as well. You don't you don't get that elsewhere, not for the price that we pay. And remember, some of you are on a free two-month trial still, so if this doesn't make you want to hang around and keep your subscription, yeah. something's wrong with your head. Get it looked yeah, at. Yeah, these games are... <laughs> it's an interesting selection, uh... I'm really int- excited for these. Mm. So let's so let's have a quick rundown of the games, and then we'll uh, we'll di- do a bit more of a deep dive into them. So right off the bat, we've got uh, Get Packed from our uh, our friends over at Court Sync um, UK Studio. They've uh, only recently launched uh, last month, so we'll we'll de- we'll definitely be delving into that topic. Uh, we got Little Nightmares, uh, which has came over from uh, I want to say Capcom for some reason. Is it Capcom? I think uh, it's... Is it Bandai Namco? Bandai Namco. I always get those two... Conf- I think because their logos are yes, such it's... bright yellow and colourful, I always get that. Yeah, it's definitely confused. Bandai Namco. Uh, we've got um, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, which I know yeah. some people in the community have been uh, been hyping about, talking about as the season passes have been coming out for some time. When were we going to see it? Here we go. 1st of June. <laughs> um, Super yeah. Hot is also coming Super. to Stadia, which has been on the bottom of the community blog for about three months now, because it's one yeah. of the, the, the mentioned <laughs> games. We'll delve into that. Uh, and for Tom, for Tom alone, this game's just for you, I'm sure. Uh, the Panzer Dragoon remake as well. Uh, it's coming. It's, it's been out on Nintendo Switch for a while. So I think what we'll do is we'll start off at the bottom and we'll work our way back up the list, gentlemen. Okay. So right at the bottom, yeah. Tom... Panzer Dragoon, yeah. I remember back when we did the live episode, you were hyped about this, the remake coming. Um, they still don't have a trailer for it for some reason, even though everywhere I've seen has been using the Nintendo Switch trailer because the remake hasn't got a Stadia trailer yet. It's the only one yeah. that doesn't. However, 
How hyped are you for this? You've been excited for a while. You fly around on dragons, right? Star Fox style. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'm massively hyped for this game. It's a game I absolutely loved as a kid. It takes me back a good, oh man, I want to say probably 10 to 12 years ago. It's pro That's probably not even right. It's probably even longer than that, to be honest. Yeah. Wasn't it like uh, Sega Saturn? Saturn, so it's probably more like 15 years ago or so. <laughs> but um, brilliant game. I've always loved my rail shooters. Um, huge Star Fox fan when I was uh, when I was younger as well. So that crossed with sort of like the fantasy world of the Panzer Dragoon saga um, per se. It's it's just really, really, uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's, there's not a lot to the game so much. It's it's a nice Japanese story. Uh, it's got that like Japanese RPG story feel to it, um, but it is a rail shooter and it's just something that's different. I think that's the one thing that I really enjoy about this is that you don't often see things like rail shooters anymore these days. It's usually, you know, free uh, freeform moving around and so on, but the, the rail shooters, it's something near and dear to my heart. So definitely one I'll be jumping straight into and I'm very excited as a pro game. Was not expecting that at all. Mm, yeah, so... Um... It's been almost 15 years to the day since the initial release. The initial release was, uh, the first release was March the 10th, 1995. Oh. The latest release was March the 26th, 2020. Obviously, that's not Stadia. It's a bit delayed in Stadia compared to... That'll be the Switch release then, yeah. yeah. I think one thing to say is that it's also coming out with the latest patch as well. So um, I follow the Panzer Dragoon remake team over on Twitter, and I know there's been a lot of in interaction with the community as well, with community requests and so on. And the latest version, patch 1.3, actually comes with a lot of new features as well that weren't there at launch. So it's the options to be able to, um, to have... Uh, there's a lot more going on with the game since the initial release. And we're getting that day... Uh, day in, not day and date but we're getting it with the latest patch as it comes out so it'll be a lot of fun to actually delve into that so as someone who's never played panzer dragoon i've got a few few questions one can you do a barrel roll <laughs> there is something very similar to that <laughs> double tap r or z yeah one of those <laughs> great so that that's tick fantastic two what is a panzer and what is a dragoon i'm guessing a dragoon is a dragon uh, Dragoon is actually a dragon rider slash dragon warrior. I don't really... I know the term is used in the Final Fantasy series, and it's usually used in the sense of somebody who is a lancer, somebody who uses a spear-type weapon, and is typically known for fighting against or with dragons. Right. And a panzer... I'm aware of a panzer tank. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. is it related to that? Tanks and yeah. dragon riders. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> That says it all, really. Okay. Dra Dra Dragoon originally were a class of mounted infantry who used horses for mobility, but dismounted to fight on foot. Yeah. Ah, so mounted like cavalry, but un unlike little Warhammer figures, they don't have that uh, plastic base that keeps them locked into the horse. They can actually get off. No, you have do to have it detachable, so you can actually fight. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's good to know. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So the premise of this world, this, this, the, the particular image, because as I said, they don't have a trailer for some for some odd reason. Even though they're promoting the game, you think as a as from both Stadia's standpoint and the developers of the game and publisher's standpoint, you would want a video trailer, right? Surely you've got some kind of footage you can yeah. just get out there with the Stadia logo on it. And they've been pretty good with dropping trailers as well. Yeah, it's a really peculiar one. Um, so in terms of the still image we've got, the, the dragon, or the dragoon, whatever it may be, uh, has some kind of like horned helmet and armour. Does this play a part of the world or is it... Am I just delving too much deep into a 1995 game? 
with the um, law in the be, story. You might be trying to unpack unpack a fair bit, um, but essentially, um, what is going on within the story is there's a, there's there's a battle between two two dragons, the black dragon and the blue dragon. Um, the, the 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 actual character that you play as, which is uh, I think it's pronounced Keel, it's K E I L, uh, becomes a the sort of like the the rider of the blue dragon after witnessing the. The, the the actual original rider of the blue dragon getting wounded so he sort of like takes up the mantle of of riding the the blue dragon there uh, and must stop the dark dragon from as it is described of reactivating an ancient ruin okay interesting so i do have another follow up question to this then so with with uh with the new avatar movies announced because this is the vibe i get from this from this game uh, avatar 2 and 3 and i believe 4 as well um, really quick, I'd love to gauge your two levels of interest on the new Avatar movies over a decade after the original. Are we hyped for these movies? Not even slightly. Tom? No interest at all. Um, I was I was not really even hyped for the original Avatar, but I remember actually being quite moved by it when I went to watch it. Something about, I think, the 3D experience I went to watch it. I think it was like one of the first of the new 3D um, releases. Yeah. And I remember being quite like, "Wow, this is this is actually really beautiful." Um, couldn't give two shits about the rest of them. It though. seems like such a long way, but the reason I ask yeah. is just because it's it, it looks visually so similar to the uh, the, the flying creatures and the I've, I've totally forgot their name now. Banshees, I want to say Banshees. Same sounds about right. Again, it was a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen, when Avatar yeah. first came out. But I really think if if this game does well. I could see them maybe doing like a, a an IP lent game for Avatar. With this, we fly the banshees through Pandora and in and out on rails. It's I, it's so similar. I really don't think the Avatar IP is strong enough. I think Avatar is only really considered an important film because of how much it pushed technology forward. Hmm. If it wasn't for that, I don't. Th- I think it would have just came and gone. Especially that uh, that 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 Titanic simulator that was released yeah. years ago. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying Avatar is a bad movie. I think it's a perfectly reasonable movie. I just don't think it's anything special when you take out technology aspects. Hmm. Some would say it's just Pocahontas retold. Or Dances with Wolves. We have heard that. <laughs> um, but either way, the movies are coming, as is the game, Panzer Dragoon. And um, the fantastic thing with linking it in with Avatar as well is if you've not had a chance to go to Disney World in Florida, the new Avatar ride is phenomenal. Like, they put you on a banshee and it breathes between your legs and they put you in essentially VR goggle headset and you fly through the world. Panzer Dragoon style, on rails, flipping left, flipping right, they blow water in your face, air, smell, senses. Totally immersive. Just like the next game that came out this week, that's coming out this week, which is super hot. And if you're wondering why every time I say it like that, it's because in the game title menu, every time you get a kill or you finish up the level, it says super hot. Just like that. And it seems weird, but once you've played the game, you'll totally want to do it yourself and get on board with me saying that. Um, now, the game itself, I'm really intrigued by this because I've played it on PlayStation VR and it is so fun. It's a phenomenal game, and it really demonstrates how good VR is. My worry is that it does not play anywhere near the same on the flat screen TV over the other side of the room. Um, so essentially, the concept is you it's a first person shooter. However, everyone in the world moves when you move. So essentially, if I stand perfectly still, nothing happens. So the enemies don't move, whatever. And as you start to move in VR, 
someone will throw a dagger at you, someone will fire a bullet at you, and essentially you can just use Matrix-style neo-slow-motion tactics to duck, to dodge, to weave in and out, throw weapons back at them, you can throw um, ninja stars, you can throw your gun, you can throw smash bottles, everything. In VR, that works fantastically and it makes for a hell of a fun time. I'm very, very sceptical about how fun it's going to be once you break that immersion element of it. Um, are you, either of you two played it before? I haven't. I'm actually interested in it. I think it might still work. It'll probably have a bit of a different feel because it's the lack of movement thing is going to make it very a tactical shooter, so you have to think about mm. your movement more. But I do think it definitely is a game I would prefer to do in VR. Yeah, I think so. VR. The VR version of the game actually came out um, like a little bit later than the original title as well. I remember seeing a lot about the original title when it first came out, and I played a little bit of it in what I feel was like almost like a flash browser version of something that had a very similar concept or may have even been like a prototype for it. But um, again, as you say, I really like the mechanic with this of sort of like rethinking the, the, the FPS genre in mm. a way. It's almost like taking an idea that we're so used to, but almost like a fast-paced shooting title, but just going the complete opposite end of the spectrum yeah. and being like, it's responsive to your movement. And I really like that. I really like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to actually getting the opportunity to finally play it. it. It really does make for some interesting gameplay. So it does tell you kind of a story, essentially, of what seems like a hitman. You're going through a James Bond-esque mission. And it starts off, every scene lands you in like a different, basically like a, a big pile of hot bother. And there's, you'll start off, I'll say like the, the edge of a building and there's four bodyguards in front of you and you have to get past them and your gun will be on a table to your left. But the, again, this is where the, the logical tactical thinking has to come into it. As soon as you look left towards your gun, you're moving. So even just picking your weapon up, by the time you've looked at your gun, picked it up, looked back at the enemy, they've advanced like a metre and a half towards you. So it's a bit like um, the, that game you play as a kid where you, you turn away from your friends and every time you turn around, is it Mr. Wolf or whatever it is? And they have to, <laughs> they have to freeze and stay still. Um, I'm sure it's got many, many different names around the globe as well. So uh, apologies for slandering your childhood. <laughs> uh, That's not the comment though. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like that. And then, as I said, like you fire one bullet off and you can see the bullet whiz through the air. But even the bullet stays still until you move. So sometimes when I was playing it in VR, uh, to speed things up, I just did this with the VR sticks and shook them around like crazy just to quickly fast forward time. So I'm interested to see how it works on the sticks. But again, the, like you said, Tom, the tactical aspect of it makes it really, really interesting for a first person shooter. So I'm definitely going to check this one out, jump back in just to hear them say super hot every time yeah. you, uh, you mop up on a mission. But I'd, I'd love to come back in a week's time and get your two take on it and see what you think about the... Uh, the variances from from VR to uh, your, yeah, yours school. is probably going to be the most interesting perspective, having played the VR version. Yeah, well, I might have used round once all this uh, isolation. Maybe stuff's over. Chris will come back and give us a super hot take <laughs> on that. <laughs> if you, what would you call a sequel? Super hotter. <laughs> super hotter. Like, we should talk off stream, but we could potentially stream that um, super hot VR. Could we? <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Topics yeah. topics for another time. Um, because uh, what, what's that? This, this, the town's under attack from who? It's, uh, I want to say, Goldar. 
from the Power Rangers. What's that? Rangers! You need to end on with his big head. So we'll segue then over to the next game we'll get. So this is another pro game. So now traditionally we've been getting about two. Uh, this month, like I said, Jam Pack Month, it's coming out with a, a third game. We've got Power, Saban's Power Rangers. Don't want to don't confuse that with any other Power yeah. Rangers you're aware of out there. Get your branding right. Get your branding right. Saban's Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. That's just dropping also on the 1st of June. Um, now, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'd say a lapsed Power Rangers fan. And I think everybody, if they're honest with themselves, is a lapsed Power Rangers fan. Because you watch it as yeah. a child. It's all, it's all fun and games. And then everyone has... The, it's, a bit, everyone, it's like James Bond. Everyone's got their own generation, I feel now. Um, yeah. I personally don't know much beyond... When it started getting crazy with like dinosaur And not dinosaurs, like the, the Ninja Force Ninja and Space. Ninja Force. Ninjas in yeah. Space. Space yeah. and that. Like my, my time with it basically lapses once once Rita, Zed yeah. and uh, Goldar kind of drop out of it. The original's the best. The theme tune, uh, Tommy, Jason, Red, Green, the flute, everything like that. The Megazords yeah. were the best in the old school one. Um so Battle Ivan for the Ouse. Grid, Ivan Ouse. oh yeah, Ivan Ouse. <laughs> who again is the bad guy in Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a little known fact, he's, go check it out, IMDB, he's the bad guy from Indiana, is it Belloc? Is it that guy or is it the guy from uh, The Last Crusade? Oh. It's one of those two, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it's definitely Indiana Jones, I just can't remember which He's also one. in Game of Thrones, right? He's done quite a lot, I think. Either way, it's right. the purple guy Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers movie, and if you've not seen it, go check it out. If you if you're an older person who's never seen, it, or you're 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 a younger person who's never seen the old Power Rangers, they are hilarious to watch. Go check them out. Are they all on Netflix? I, oh, I don't think all of them are anywhere. Ooh. I'm surprised. An interesting bit of trivia is in the um, the English speaking version of Power Rangers, the Yellow Ranger was an Asian, but in the original like Asian. Um, releases it was actually a bloke but all the action scenes carry over so the yellow ranger changes gender depending yeah. on the fighting or not yeah I, re- I remember getting older and, and people telling me that all the all the, the fight scenes were j- japanese animated and they just dubbed the american cast in and not like all the me- all the megazord scenes it was all shot in japan and like I said all revoiced over and thinking back, it's like, that's crazy how they could do that with a TV show, just repurpose it for a different audience. And that's just how times have changed yeah. with television and such. But uh, it's, it's so good. Uh, Tom, obviously, me, me and Richie grew up together. We used to play Power Rangers when we were kids. Yeah, we did. I, I'm, if I'm right, recall, I was, I was red. <laughs> yeah, what were you, Richie? Yeah. Blue? I was a green. Green. And then, then yeah. the white. <laughs> yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone gets to change and evolve. And it, that's how it goes. Tom, were you ever a Power Ranger as a child? was a massive Power Rangers fan as a kid, like most kids of the 90s, really. Um, yeah, grew up absolutely. It was it was my binge as a kid, um, you know, always watching. I, I had I had the Red Ranger outfit as a kid. Ooh. I had the White Ranger outfit as a kid. I had the sword, sa- um, saber, was it? Oh, um, the little like the set where you got all the different weapons? <laughs> yes, I do. I had the I had the full Megazord OG. I had the the the, the white like the turtle thing that you could put in it, mm. the falcon wow. that goes on the back. Man, I used to live Power Rangers. I used you to are. live it. Some of the shit I had as a kid, I wish I still had right now. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, that's my biggest thing is I threw, like, all of my old Star Wars stuff, my parents yeah. got rid of eventually. Once you yeah. get to a certain age, I think he's not played with it in five, ten years. Let's sell it to a charity auction or, or put yeah. throw it to the skip, oh. and it's like, oh, yeah. no. Or no, give no, it no. a younger cousin or something. It's like, But now it's like, 
we could have used this as a set piece. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, I have a painful story. I, I lent my well, not lent. I gave my Sega Mega Drive back in the day, my original one, to my younger cousin because we had the PlayStation. We'd moved on and we weren't using it. And at the time, it just seemed like an obsolete piece of equipment we didn't use. So yeah, all the games, all like twenty plus cartridge games, all bundled up, given away, and uh, they ended up being sold on a car boot sale. Gone, and it's like, oh, it pains me so much. Um, but. Back to Power Rangers, yeah. Battle for the yeah. Grid's coming out. Um, in all honesty, we've never had a great Power Rangers game, I don't think. The Sega Mega Drive game yeah. is so fun. However, what are, your, what are your two takes on Battle for the Grid? After 10,000 years, the game is finally on Stadia. <laughs> um, I, I, it's, it's a fighting game, if, am, I, am I correct with that? It is it's yeah. Mortal Kombat-esque. So... Mm-hmm. It looks like a perfectly um, competent fighting game. Mm. That's yeah. about all I have to really say about it, to be honest. I'm not a fighting I, game person. I do think that one thing that should be said about this is this is the first game, the first game, and it's an interesting one that this is the first game, um, that is going that is cross-play with all platforms. I'm talking PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and now Stadia. It is cross-platform on five platforms every platform is cross-play with each other well it's interesting because um, stadia right from the start i've always said like cross cross-play they're open to it mm-hmm. it's down to developers to like kind of figure it out so it's not that but there's not that many games have actually utilized it there's some starting to mm. um pubg has cross-play with is it with xbox PC. playstation i believe uh, yeah yeah and actually and pc um depending what inputs you're yeah. using um what D- else division two is pc as well, I think Ubisoft yeah. are very much happy with playing with PC counterparts for now. Um, there just seems to be like some games that really could. Destiny, for example, is a perfect example of a game that is crying out for crossplay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's good to see though, and uh, there's definitely enough enough ranges that cross over, like the police, time force, space cadet, adventure, dinosaur land versions of Power Rangers that they have been. Um, <laughs> It's one of those that I I probably wouldn't buy it for for a fight. I did buy the um the, the platform fighting Power Rangers game that came out I think last year. I've totally forgot what it's called, but the side scrolling Power Rangers game because I thought it was going to be a, re, a an honest recreation of the original one for the Sega. Uh, it didn't turn out to be. It wasn't as fun. The the couch co op didn't quite work. Um, but I'm happy this is a free game because I'm definitely going to jump into it. I'm not a big fighting game person like Mortal Kombat and stuff. Never really. Never really. I'm. I'm just. I can't do the combos and the controls, and I'm very limited to what my what I'm capable of playing. I think it's it's more of me than it is yeah. the game. Um, but I'm going to check this out. I'd love to see you guys out on the battlefield, Richie. We can re- retake up our old mantles, and we'll. Uh, I'll yeah. see you on the battle for the grid. Uh, but I tell you what, Lord Zed looks scary as shit, right? Even as a kids' TV show, that is one mean-looking mother. <laughs> He's a bloke without skin. Exactly. <laughs> how how that? I know violence and everything. It's all like fake fake fighting but man he yeah he looks scary on a daytime kids tv show right yeah it's, it's all practical effects back in the day mm, as well 100 <laughs> percent. well i know the the putty patrol people you know when they stand in the background doing all the fake fighting they use <laughs> that <awesome> term <laughs> yeah yeah they, <laughs> they use that term in real uh real fighting chore- choreography now for the extra stuntmen so when there's like one or two interacting with the main actor Everyone in the background are putty extras because they have to stand there and do fake moves to, to make it look like they're not just stood waiting for their turn to, to join in with the choreography. And, uh, it, yeah, it's fantastic. But while, while you were talking there, Tom, I did jump out and find uh, 
Oh, oh yes. for, for you audio listeners out there, I have the Sega Mega Drive, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie game on <laughs> the Sega. The movie time game. The movie time so game. Movie... I remember really enjoying that game. That was a hell of a game. The the sound tune in uh, the tune sorry in sixteen uh, bit is is phenomenal. Uh, Again, it's that's another thing we could probably figure out a way of streaming if we wanted oh, to. It's oh. game. Yeah. Just give it, a, give the cartridge a blow for good luck, eh? It's, it's probably not been touched in far too long. Uh, but yeah, so that's a joke is, uh, in there somewhere. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's what she said. So, but made by Bandai America in 1995. Wow, that one it's was just as old as uh, Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> that it is. That it is. Um, but yeah, so crazy, crazy times. Um, another game we got this week, uh, which I wasn't expecting actually, kind of dropped um, out of the blue. No one saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, a lovely little horror Halloweeny style game in uh, Little Nam, Little Namco, <laughs> Little, little Namco, <laughs> <laughs> Little Nightmares, made by Namco. <laughs> was that in? Bandai oh. Namco or Namco Bandai? They changed that once or twice, right? It was. Uh... I couldn't tell you. I feel I like couldn't. there was an ongoing joke somewhere that it was Namco. <laughs> That's why it's an ongoing joke. Every two years, have to alternate which way. Yeah, of course, you alternate the studios. It's it's like game development. You just switch between different studios. It's Nam Namco Banco, then it's Camco Bandai. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's totally messed up. Uh, but either way, we have Little Nightmares coming out, and this looks like some James and the Giant Peach scary shit right here. The animation style in this game looks jumpy as anything. Sorry for the stadia <laughs> sound effect yeah. there just coming in. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Jens? Looking forward to this one? Have you checked it out before on other console platforms? Or I'm not usually into horror games, but I am intrigued by it. It reminds me a bit of like kind of something like Inside or mm. Limbo in some sort of ways. Um, I'm definitely going to jump in at some point. I don't know how much time I'll give it. It really depends if it sinks its teeth into me or not. Yeah, it, I can't just said that because yeah, yeah, it actually gives me a lot of guilt vibes. This mm. game does as well, so I think I think this is this is one to call out for anybody who liked guilt. Um, should definitely give Little Nightmares a shot. I know it's it's been out for some time, so again, it's not a new title per se, but it's a fresh title on Stadia, and a lot of people may not have had the opportunity to try it out yet. Mm. So. I'm definitely going to give it a go. Um, it's almost got like a slightly Tim Burton-esque feel to it as well in terms of the <laughs> yeah. art style. The potato it, so. people. You know what it is? <laughs> I was just thinking, it's a sort of game I think I'd enjoy a lot more sat on the couch if one of you use them. Would you go back and mm. play through the game? Yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. But uh, it, it'll be a fun little game and I'm sure it'll, it'll get a peak of interest come Halloween time as well because it, it has that very scary, scary Ooh. tone to it. Should we save it for a Halloween oh, stream? I don't know. I kind of want to. I feel like you could definitely get through yeah. it just one go. I feel like if you powered through either one or two sittings, yeah. you could you could complete that. But it looks scary. It looks really interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued. Again, it's a nice free game that gives us a bit of variety. So we've got our fighting game. We've got our Unreal shooter. We've got our first-person shooter. And now you get a little platform horror game as well, um, which is really interesting, really interesting stuff. And then finally, to wrap up our, our free announced pro games up to the 1st of June... Uh, we've got a little game you may have heard of. We may have promoted it and when it's initially released last month. Get packed, you two. Get packed. So we've played this before. What thoughts might we possibly have about get packed that may put a B in some people's bonnet? What do we think? The fact that pretty much everybody on Stadia has already purchased it. <laughs> hmm. Yep. How long ago did we purchase it? A month. 
a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> when it came out. Now, um, this is a problem. There was a, <laughs> there was a lot of predictions on the run-up that Get Packed would be a pro game at launch. For last month. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, so what they've done is they've made it a pro game a month later. Yeah. Now, this yeah. this is, I think, this lends its problem back to what Stadia thing has had initially, is the libraries is quite small still by comparison we have to openly admit that in terms of the game itself it it can't help but leave a bitter taste in your mouth right when you drop 14 15 pound 20 dollars whatever it may be less than 30 days ago or give or take yeah. and now it's free like uh, I, yeah like it's, part it's, of me it's thinks kind of bad on stages part this i mean it's one thing if the game's been out for like six months on the platform, mm. dropping it down, because then it's like, but literally a month yeah. is it's a bit egregious, to be honest. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. It's it's a great game, but yeah. it also feels like it needs development, like it needs more to it, because I know I know people who bought it um, day one managed to finish it in like no time at all. And again, uh, on stream, we played through so many of the levels that quickly mm. that it almost feels like it just it, it just ends. Like, where's where's the rest, really? Yeah. So mm. hopefully yeah. we'll see more content come with it. Yeah. Um, you... It might go like the Overcooked route and have lots of like DLC, um, DLC which I would be against. Yeah, I mean, yeah. By, the, by the look of the level design, I, I actually feel like it could lend itself really well to a level creator. Just put your mm. four, like the Sims, yeah. put your four walls up, put all your like copy and paste your your oven, your kitchen, your table in there, and just change up the layout of the like the rooms, and then you essentially hit go, and the van's outside. There's not really, uh, I'm sure there is a lot more. To, <laughs> I'm not not taking anything away from the development of the game, but in terms of a, a level creator, once you've got the assets, it could be quite a fun thing to add in uh, extra longevity for the game. Um, do we feel like we needed this, guys? We're getting four four games already, and then this is coming out the fifth. Is Stadia just trying to just throw everything at the wall? And, and I, I mean, I appreciate it, but is this kind of one step too far? Is there any I, need for making this a free game when, like you said, it only came out a month ago? Yeah, I think what they're doing at the moment is they're having a lot of sales, throwing a lot of games and thing to build up that library. So they get people like us who go, can turn around and go, hey, here's five new pro games. So people who might be interested in the platform go, oh, that's worth a tenner. Yeah. Um, it's that, I think it's that thing like... I imagine it might dial back on this later on, but bear in mind, we are still in that two-month free trial period. They want to entice people to keep the subscription by keep throwing more stuff at them. Yeah. More like to keep people. It's just, I'd be really, I'd love to be a fly on the wall between the developers, the publishers, Stadia, and just thinking, like, who's, whose idea was it initially to say we won't get packed as a free game for June? Did they go to them and say it didn't sell as well? Could we please have some more money? Because uh, it's an exclusive to Stadia, obviously. For now, it's first on Stadia. Um, and or did Stadia go to them and say, "Look, we want we want to give as many games out for June to retain this this customer base. Can we use you?" And he's the monetary payoff to balance the books. Or was it agreed beforehand? And then should us should us as founders and Stadia members be given an advisory warning that maybe this maybe this could be free in less than four weeks' time before I put fifteen pounds down? I think it's better for Stadia to not have this here because, as you just mm. alluded to, there's like you're now training people to go to hold off on purchases. Yeah. I saw because, many people well, say that. Oh, here's a new exclusive game. Well, it might be free next month. Yeah. So, it's... do I buy it or do I wait? I have massive reservations. If you wait yeah. and it doesn't come, you might miss out on the cool game because other stuff is coming. Yeah, I have massive reservations on putting money down for any indie games now because the last three or four months have really, really began to condition me in thinking that, well, why would I spend £10, £15 when 
if I just hang fire, I'm going to get it for free or part of my subscription bundle. It's yeah. Really, it's it's a delicate balance, and I feel like it's tipping more towards the waiting side now. And I'm sure a lot of listeners and and Stadia players out there are in the exact same boat. I feel they just don't really have an internal map of what they're releasing because sometimes we're getting two games, five, we get sales, sometimes it's one or two games in a month, mm-hmm. ten games. It just seems to be a scattergun approach. Where if you look at like Microsoft and Xbox, they've kind of narrowed it down. Like with PlayStation Plus, you can guarantee two games a month. Yeah. Oh, I've just had to do a quick bit of digging on Twitter because I remember seeing a comment a few days ago from um, from uh, Run Jump Stomp over at StadiaCast who he had a comment on one of the videos there from Bjorn Brawson who's come into our channel a few times as well. So shout out to Bjorn there who said that uh, he's had pro since launch and with the Juden games, he will have paid 20 US dollars for the equivalent of 24 games over seven months. So adding into the games he's bought on pro deals and the cost of the founders edition, he's paid nine us dollars per game on stadia and that includes a total of 29 games and one currency pack which he purchased for odyssey for 19.99 after the game drop so essentially it's crazy value for money right yeah so he's spent about 125 us dollars on games and add-ons on stadia and that works out to based on the length of time we've been at it so far 18 us dollars a month for those games um and another us at another so if you paid for pro and another 10 us dollars a month he'll probably never run out of games so you can sort of see the argument here as to why like they're doing this really they're making it very worthwhile well and as time goes on that number's actually going to drop a bit so the upfront hardware costs will be gated there might yeah. be the occasional purchase of a new controller or over like years of use things do wear out but Definitely. that's bloody good value yeah Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. We've, we've never doubted that. I think just from the initial investment, we've said before, as soon as these next-gen consoles come out and you have to drop 400 500 pound, dollars, yen, dong, whatever it may be, and we're sat, we're, sat there with our, yeah, we're sat there with our Stadia controller getting the best version there and then with no more reinvestment in line with our console counterparts, the, the investment's going to ring true as soon as everyone needs to upgrade their, their hardware. But to, to say that, even then, after all that value, they go and throw another game at us, gentlemen. Another game. They, they just Stadia just stood there with their basket of games, just tossed them out, left, right and centre. You have a game, you have a game, you have a game. Hashtag coming soon, but you'll get it on the Fest of June. Uh, that rhyme, that was quite good, that. I like that. Yeah. Well done, well Copyright. done. Copyright. <laughs> but uh, no, so come the 16th of June, so if you haven't got through those five games by the middle of the month, too too late, too bad. We've got another game coming out, and it's the mo- highly anticipated for you two individuals as well. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online, 16th of June, is a pro game. Have at it, gentlemen. <laughs> How is the so hype level? Is, for clarity, this is the Elder Scrolls Online, and the entire game up to including the Morrowind expansion. So any expansions after that, I, don't, I actually haven't done my research on how many there is, but I'm pretty sure Morrowind might have been last year. I think we get everything except Greymore, which is the newest expansion. So I think we yeah. literally get the full bundle of expansions up to the point that Greymore is released, essentially. Yeah. So you've probably got hundreds of hours of content to play before you get to that point anyway. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Before you need to buy anything. No. Mm. It's definitely a title that I'm um, massively excited for because it's essentially, uh, other than Destiny, it's our first real sort of MMO RPG on stadia and richie i know um you and i we're both massive elder scrolls fans as well yeah, we so we will absolutely be jumping into this 
Absolutely. Yeah, my history with it is, and the reason why I actually say I haven't done my research properly is, the last time I played it, I played the actually played the beta, like the Same. vanilla beta, way before the game even launched, and it was shit, <laughs> to be frank. So I just moved on from it. I was hoping that I, at the time, I was like, what I want is Skyrim as an MMO, and Elder Scrolls Online wasn't that. Hmm. So I'm not doing my research now because I just want to go in blind. Now, the the game itself is actually releasing on PlayStation 4 and Xbox um, a week before. Any reason, do we think, for the Stadia delay by a week? Um, it seems like a week is sure a in... short turnaround time to make any I'm not sure in particular, but I do know that the Stadia version will once again be cross-play with PC. So we have quite a nice little caveat there of saying that we get to play with the PC players. So we get to join an already built community. I've got one slight caveat to that. According to Stadia <laughs> Source, um, it actually features cross-progression with PC. Ah, okay. Okay, cross-progression. Um, yeah, that's from an article written by Dan Wheeler himself. Um, right. But yeah, I, I trust Dan on that one. Um, we're digging into the sources, but... Which cross progression is better than cross play in my opinion, because you're getting cross play, but if you play on PC, you can go over stadium you now. Right. And just continue. Fantastic. Now, as someone who's a as a complete novice, I remember Richie you playing Morrowind and stuff way back in the day. How does this particular oh, one play? Like, because all I've seen is CG trailers for this. I've not seen any actual gameplay yet. Is it is it top down? Is it first person? What's the what's the rundown of this like? Um I can only say again, only from mine, I played the beta many, many years ago, so it's completely out of date information. But it was kind of similar to how World of Warcraft used to play. Okay. There was definitely some tweaks, but it was more of that third person. You got your action bar sort of thing. Tom, do you have any better insight in this? Not to be honest with you, but from my experience, I remember it being first person, so I'm sort of going <laughs> to contradict okay. what you've just said there. From, from um, my perspective, it's all just CGI, Davy Jones and ugly monkey people uh, running okay. around with big ears. It, it, it looks as though you can shift again, like um, like with Skyrim, between first and third person perspective. Um, Skyrim and third person. So it looks like it looks like it's got a v relatively similar user interface as well. So you have like the compass across the top of the bar, which after last night's PUBG event will be very familiar with that sort of like rotating north, east, and so on. Health bars of enemies. You've got your skills that run across the bottom of the screen. Um, so it looks yeah, it looks like you can you can choose the way that you want to play. Whether you do decide to go with um, the first person or third person perspective, I suppose each has its benefits and drawbacks depending on what you're trying to do. Yeah, Games particularly game. if you're joining a big group of people and going for something like a like a raid or a dungeon or something mm. like that. There. Yeah, sometimes third person it gives you that wider perspective. Yeah. But for me, Elder Scrolls is a first person game. I know you can play in third person, but I mean, my first one was Morrowind. You play that in third person, the animation sucks. <laughs> like even at the time, the animation sucked. Oh well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys jump in and uh, sit and confirm for me what perspective it's played from. That's that'll be interesting to know. Um, don't, don't fancy joining us as an orc, Chris? <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how far. Kajit. Kajit says where's. Yeah, see, see how far in Assassin's Creed Odyssey I am by that point, and we'll, uh, we'll see <laughs> if I've got free time. System works. If it, is it more of a dedicated class system, or is mm. it like more open-ended, like Skyrim? Yeah, yeah exactly. um, I, I like the dedicated class thing. I want to be an Argonian warlock. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't, Richie? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? 
Uh, but yeah, so uh, wrapping up on that game. So that's our pro games for, for June. Six. You're getting six wow. pro games for either free, if you're still on the trial, or the, the low, low monthly fee that they ask for, uh, which is crazy. The value the value in the, these pro subscriptions are getting huge. And I think Tommy alluded to it in saying the uh, the sheer volume of games now. That library is so, so well, well built. Surely you're not want to go. To, you're not going to want to throw that away, right? At this stage, you just keep paying it for the sake of it. What's ten dollars a month when uh, you're getting fifty games or whatever? Just don't yeah. buy any games. Again, this I've, I've I've mentioned it before. My theory is they should just go to the Netflix model. There's that many damn games in the library now. Just get the wrangle the last couple up together, do a Game Pass plan, and just put them all on there. I know it's financially and potentially not viable at this stage, but Google need to go big. We now we never know. We never know. Even if it's like a semi, like a half step there, so like all the indie games are under that model, but all the triple A's you have to you buy. buy yeah, but, oh, I mean, yeah, but like Sony have said with theirs, they they're not going to do a model like that because their exclusives are always going to be like big flagship games you're not going to get day and date. Whereas Xbox yeah. have totally just went, yeah, every exclusive you're going to get day and date. So they're total well, polarizing uh, approaches to the business model. We'll yeah, see well, who pans out. It's interesting because all, usually the one who's losing out in the current generation is the one who innovates. More generation yeah you have so to right Microsoft have had to make drastic changes at the end of this generation going into the next mm-hmm. um because they're basically behind now i think sony have a problem a bit of hubris because they've had this in the ps2 generation yeah. and they got their ass kicked early ps3 because that they made stupid decisions 599 dollars yeah Ooh. Uh, not with Stadia, however, <clears throat> and they're just going to bring, <laughs> and they're just going to bring us more and more games. So we've also got an update to the Metro series is coming out on Stadia, uh, coming soon. Trademark because we haven't got a date for them. Uh, we're getting Metro Redux and Metro twenty three uh, twenty thirty three, <clears throat> which isn't that far away actually. Twenty thirty three when we think about it. Um, Stadia will have been around for a decade or more. Our games library will be a thousand games plus by then. Um, what will the world look like in 2033? <laughs> we'll still be we'll still be in our homes, social distance, still on lockdown. <laughs> uh, it might look a bit more like Metro actually. Come the time, uh, but yeah, so we're getting distance. we're getting Metro Redux in 2033. Now we did play Metro Exodus, which came out uh, earlier this year on Stadia, along with the Sam Story DLC. Uh, we do actually have a video lined up to drop for you when these games come. So if you're interested in the Metro series. And you'd like to check out the latest game, keep it locked and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we'll be dropping our videos as soon as we get a date for these games. So you can uh, you can search them out and see our reactions to the latest in the series. But um, they all look very similar to me. Again, I've not played them before. So uh, they'll probably be pro games for, for yeah. July, no doubt. So I won't be buying them personally, but uh, we shall see. For any Metro fans out there, fill your boots. It's coming. And uh, hopefully we, we got these games on the Nintendo Switch not a while back. And then they came across to Stadia eventually. So this this lends hope to that the Bioshock collection is now out on Switch. So does that mean we're going to see really it on? I really know what I want the Bioshock collection. I want the Arkham collection. I want any any kind of collection of classic, yeah. amazing games. Give me. And I just, yeah, I can see it. Bioshock, August time. August time. Watch this space. Um, but yeah, so we got more games. Games come to Stadia. Uh, the final kind of game announcement we got of the week was uh, the PS2 remake of Destroy All Humans has been given a July 28th release date on every platform but Stadia. Again, with the weird mixed marketing messages. So it's been officially announced for PS4 and Xbox uh, on 28th of July. 
but not Stadia. But we know it's coming to Stadia because it's been in their coming soon's list for about three months now. Well, it was listed as one of the original launch titles or yeah. like coming to Stadia titles since oh, the announcement of the platform. So the platform's yeah. been what seven months, seven yeah. eight months out now. Yeah. So again, is this just a marketing fluff up? Probably. This is what we seem to see is like commonplace at the moment is that people. Uh, whoever's releasing like the, the the press media for these is just they're, they're just forgetting to include the stadia logo which doesn't yeah. do justice for the platform but well, i think this is something that it for the developers yeah you're forgetting this logo but i think it's something that stadia really need to be taken up with these developers really, like drill it into their heads that we are platform we're here to stay we want to see our logo there here's the logo yeah i mean you've you've got to and imagine just... google are, are paying yeah. for this right that paying for a licensing deal with the game i mean there's a team developing it for stadia you can't tell me there's not one guy over there who's not going uh that trailer we dropped or the trailer that's ready to go live this week you know it's not got the stadia logo at the end right but we're working on that it's probably a different team doing the marketing for them so whoever's um, shot the video and edited it is probably completely different to the team that's working on the game i'd imagine but speaks it speaks a lot for this lack of communication amidst like departments or amidst like Google's actual like presentations yeah. of, of Stadia yeah. itself. Um, yeah. We know that when when we had like historical platforms or services where games came out, such as like OnLive, um, the predecessor to Google uh, Stadia, and also things like the Oya, if you remember the Oya oh, console yeah. <laughs> when that came out, you know these sorts of things. They had games coming to them, but you you very rarely see like marketing media that mentioned those mm. back then because they were such fresh platforms. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It, they need to have uh, Google need to start throwing their word around and saying, look, yeah. we are here to stay. So what they need to do is deal. in the contracts to bring these to the platforms, in my opinion, what they need to do is write into a clause where any market stadia logo. Yeah. And again, like Tom, you're a teacher. What's the last thing you always do before you submit your work? You check it over. One final time. Oh. <laughs> Spell check it. Check it for errors. Check your source material. As a business, if like I said, if there's a team working on the port to Stadia and then it's submitted for an, for ESRB and, and such and Peggy checks and it's announced and they know the announcement date. Surely everyone working on that game knows the day the announcement's going to go live. You can't tell me someone like at Naughty Dog who knows when the Last of Us trailer is going to drop. Surely everybody working on the game knows that's a key date. And no one thinks to double check the video before they click go live. It's it's Again, it's something that is so easily edited on the end. Just get a yeah. PNG image of the... St- we could do it, right? Tom Ritchie? Get a PNG yeah, logo could. of the Stadia thing. Get right to the end video. Splash it on there. Render the video. Done. That is one thing. I know we joke about developers saying we don't make games. We do render videos, and it is easy to do. Just put a little logo at the end. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Because then you just start yeah, wild think... speculation that it's not coming. I, it's... <laughs> I actually put this down to Google, and just because I think Google need to drill into developers and publishers' heads that we are a platform here, and if it's coming out on a platform, your market needs to have our logo on there. Yeah. Mm. It's just it's just best business practice from everybody involved. Yeah. I imagine the developers and the publishers, especially the marketing team, the Stadia is probably not... The big three at the moment is still Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony. And that's where the, that's what they'll be thinking about. They just need... <laughs> they're not, oh, no, they're not hmm. about saying Sega, Sega. <laughs> um, But either way, that's it. it's all the game announcements this week. Um, we do actually have some interesting speculation, which we'll, we'll probably touch on very, very lightly. 
Um, Richie, you brought this to our attention, joking around yes. and, and Sega and their revival. Uh, there's been an article came out this week about somebody teasing a June the 4th big Stiger. Stiger? <laughs> Sega okay. announcement. Stiger. Maybe that's the announcement right it's there. It's a name change. It's a name change. change. To Stiger. Stiger. Uh, do you want to shed a bit of light on this, Richie, what you, you uh, recapped? Yes. I, so this was an article I read from the life and there was a gentleman whose name briefly escapes me i'm stalling for time what i find it zenji um, nishikawa yeah um what he said is he's got he's claiming he's got a massive scoop equivalent to the the wired mps5 reveal scoop of that of that level and it comes out on infamitsu on the 4th of june so it's one to look out for. And in the same um, stream, at a different point, he did name drop um, Sega. So the speculation at the moment is there's a big, big Sega announcement coming. That is just speculation. And for the record, I haven't actually watched the stream myself. Um, but I thought it's an interesting thing to keep an eye out for. So wild speculation, then. It's going to be a Sega Mega Drive 2, Mega Drive Dreamcast. Sega Jupiter, <laughs> Sega Saturn Mega Drive Plus, the Sega Master Saturn's Mega Drive Plus Super CD. <laughs> don't, don't PlayStation have something big on the yeah, gym, yeah, it? they have something very, I very big. If these are linked, I mean, you've got to imagine, right? I Sony bought Sega. Oh, I didn't even Oof. consider that. I feel like Sega has a a much tighter relationship with nintendo at this mm. point though as opposed to other platforms yeah but that tends to just be a game by game thing if sony have dropped some money on just to buy sega outright there might not be anything con no contractual obligation stuff there Since... are you telling me that the sonic ip is going to belong to sony <laughs> well they, they lost their crash bandicoot and spyro ip to activision sony. so they need they want that they want that mascot back uh, that'd be so weird. That's Holy wild speculation. But I guess we'll know for next week. I mean, I no doubt we're going to cover some next-gen news on uh, episode 37, purely because we have the PlayStation announcement. We won't scare away from it. I'm excited for it, for one. I'm looking forward to see what they finally so, reveal. I'm a fan of PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, massive, massive fan. Just look behind me. Um, yeah, looking forward to it hugely. Um, but this Sega rumor, potential games, agreements, licensing... Will it have the Sega logo, Sega logo on at the end of the video? Who knows? It depends on the Sega logo. Sega. <laughs> um, but yeah, that kind of brings us to a wrap on the news for games we have this week and wild, wild speculation. Uh, we did also have a bit of a APK breakdown file uh, that did come out thanks to our friends over at 9to5Google this week. So I think we do want to just cl clarify some of the points that they brought up. Um, the biggest thing I took away from it was we're going to be getting some more sales that tie in with particular holiday seasons. Um, I think if you rewind right back to episode four or five of this podcast, um, we joked about the lack of a Black Friday deal. If you remember, gents, when we were desperate oh, yeah. for news stories and uh, Black Friday came and went and Stadia's community well, update had nothing to if, be seen. If I, if I remember, they were saying that, yeah, there was going to be then they were also saying there wasn't going to be one. It was just like that messaging yeah. confusion. Keep your eyes peeled this Friday for amazing deals. And then Friday came and went and we didn't get an update, I think, till the following week saying... Uh, but, but pretty what... sure, I'm pretty sure the response was then, those were your Black Friday deals. The ones you got <laughs> earlier in the week, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Like, hopefully... The... So, obviously, they're doing some groundwork behind the scenes. So, for those who don't know, the APK files are essentially when the, the app within Android updates... 
Um, what comes with it is basically a bunch of coding that you can break down and find keywords. One of them being summer sale, summer summer of game sale, back to school sale, Black Friday deals, holiday deals, and end of year deals. So it looks like we're going to see some flagship um, promotions in and amongst our traditional like bi-weekly uh, sales that we're getting. Um, anything interest you two from the uh, from the um, APK there's, file? There's a lot of stuff there that we already knew was coming. That added some more wording in there. Um, non-set phones, touch controls, party chats, trials and uh, demos, and free weekends, uh, all stuff. But that we stuff that we kind of knew of. Yeah, we coming, expected to see, right? I, actually yeah. want to touch on the the non-certified phones bit because i actually think that could be really big essentially what they're looking at doing right here is that putting the possibility out there to say right even though even though stadia is not certified on your mobile app we're going to allow you access regardless through it but you must be aware that because it's not certified we can't guarantee a smooth uh, you know a smooth experience so for example iphone if if apple turn around and say nah too bad you can't do it perhaps with the app update eventually they might actually allow access but just say that apple doesn't support it so we can't guarantee you'll have a smooth experience as you would on a google pixel yeah with apple the problem is getting it on the play store yes agreed. um where with with any android phone well it's a you can download you can download the stadia app on any single smartphone any single android smartphone you just can't run games through it yeah, it's it's any open source stuff. That's what that's why I favor Android. But yeah, iOS the the Apple App Store that you've got in there, it's so much more tighter controlled, and that that's a credit to Apple and their security protocols and how they don't just allow any shit on there. Because I tell you what, there's some terrible stuff on the Android Store if you look for it. Uh, but obviously, yeah, we can just download the APK file away from the Play Store, and it will still run on the phone, no problem. I think what you're saying, Tom, it's totally right. Uh, this was something that was promised over a year ago now, back when they announced Stadia, uh, that it's going to be play anywhere, except it's now limited to certain smartphones still to the Pixel range, select uh, Samsung devices and such. But they're pushing for it. They're pushing but, yeah, for it. Yeah, they are. They're, really they're pushing are. for it. And I do, I do think it's a genuine way to go forward saying, you know what, the caveat to this is, if it doesn't work perfect, don't come bitching to us. It's not being prioritized for your device yet. But... If you want to trial it and it works, that's the fantasticness of open it's, source platform. It may or may not run depending on your technical limitations and, and yeah, what all, you're happy with. All you need with. to do is, when you boot a game, have a disclaimer, come up and go and say, this phone isn't certified for yeah. the stage. Yeah, click, uh, experience may vary. Yeah, and I, for one, would love that because I'm playing, let's say, Assassin's Creed at the moment and all the mop stuff I'm doing away from my PC. Um, I've actually got a Samsung tablet. Now, it annoys me. It works on my Samsung Galaxy S10+. Plus phone but i do really want a bigger screen at this moment in time and i have a samsung tablet that's a whole 10 inches bigger joke joke uh, perfectly uh, lined up there Um, and i'd love to play it on that instead however i can't at this moment in time because it's not a certified device but if this app did roll out this kind of update no doubt it would run probably quite smoothly so Fingers crossed. I've still got Come my on. old Xperia XZ that I used to use before I got my Pixel. I'm curious to see if it will work on this. Because mm, the, the rollout of these... Because the phone's ancient and it's got a massive crack in the screen. But... That won't <laughs> stop it. But either way, we're seeing these updates roll out and, and they're due probably soon. But I, I really do think that Google have... The, we've done the Connect. We've got the game announcement. I think we're probably due another technical update in regards to, again, how they're going to compare the next-gen specification performance we've seen the big guns from microsoft and sony come out now and say this is the ps5 this is the xbox 
we do need to see probably before these release what Stadia is going to do to stack up and square up with these other platforms and say, you know what, we're still relevant, we're not outdated. The great thing with Stadia is we can bring us ourselves forward without new hardware. I think they need to showcase that. They need to give us some updates on CrowdShare and all the all the other little little in, intricate um, points that essentially were promised at launch and we're we're now coming up on what a year nearly come November so. When you start getting these updates coming through, but hopefully this is the this is the road to uh, success. What we've been hoping and dreaming of. Um, but that brings us all to the end of the news. Um, I think a big takeaway from that is we're getting games. Everybody, that's the best Lots thing. Of games. Lots of games. So many games that you're not even going to be able to play them all. I guarantee it. Uh, but that <laughs> that does bring us to the end of the news for the show. Uh, we do want a massive shout out as well to our Patreon supporters out there. Huge, huge thank you. We've seen a massive uptake. Uh, in our Patreon page, and it, it's just again a credit to you, fantastic community. Hopefully, it just shows us that you are genuinely enjoying our content. Uh, it is a bit of a hobby for us, but it, it does make it a lot easier when we look at uh, reinvesting back in the channel. I know I've bought a new PC to to be able to do streams. Richie, you've you've just you're on the road to picking one yeah. up yourself. Um, I'm literally waiting for a credit card to turn up so I can order it. Yeah, and and as you anyone knows who's remotely techie out there, this shit don't come cheap. Um, Tom, Tom can give you an intricate breakdown of every part of the, and component of that PC and how much they cost so we are yeah. obviously wanting to bring you the best content we're trying to update our audio our visuals uh, our graphics and stuff subscriptions I, I'm now subscribed to Photoshop just so we can make cleaner sharper graphics for you all um, but we're so happy that you've joined us on this journey it really really does mean a lot and you're really helping our hobby and our passions uh really really flourish and we do appreciate your your time your energy and the little likes that you give us down the bottom in the comments it does really bring a smile to our face so a massive thank you to yourselves the wider community. it, to do it, it really does yeah it gives you the energy to drag yourself out of bed on a morning um because this podcast has been recorded on a morning for a change now afternoon yeah. um yeah so no did we have a late night stream we decided to record like two hours earlier than you yeah, so who says we, we're not committed to bringing you quality content? But yes, big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. It does mean a lot. And there is exclusive content uh, over there as well. So if you would like to see a bit more behind the scenes, how the sausage is made, per se, um, yeah. check out our Patreon page as well. It does start at 78 pence or $1. So if you're looking around thinking, oh, I'm on lockdown, I'm saving a bit of money, where, where could I donate to? Uh, we'd massively, massively appreciate the support and we can reinvest that back yeah. in the show as well. Um, any any final thoughts from you two gentlemen anything you'd like to say before we wrap um, up for the week just yeah ch- check out the um, City Creators Cup streams um, Lost Word 6 again um, and keep an eye on our Twitter account for any upcoming live streams I think you've got more plans for Assassin's Creed streams haven't you Chris? I do indeed uh, if you're listening to this on a Monday <laughs> check out tomorrow Tuesday yeah, I'm I'm personally thinking about doing a regular stream um, when I get my new PC, so I'll keep po- I'll keep you posted on that. Thank the both of you really for sort of like getting involved, like getting these streams up and running. Because um, for, for myself, um, for those of you who haven't watched uh, all of the content recently, um, I am going to be moving home in like the next uh, the next month or so. So um, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in a difficult position of being able to do those things. So I'm probably going to end up having to no choice but to take a step back 
for a short while. So um, this is just my opportunity to say thank you both to Chris and Richie for, you know, for, for, for jumping in. And the Assassin's Creed Odyssey streams have been fantastic and your support with the content um, behind the scenes has been incredible as well. So thank you very much for that, guys. Um, I'm not going anywhere per se. I, I, I mean, I'm moving home. But he's you're physically out of going somewhere literally else. Literally, <laughs> at some point, my computer has to get packed away. Things have to be moved. I am moving across the country. Um, so you can see the boxes in the background for those of you who are watching the video. It is happening. Um, it just essentially means that I don't have the flexibility of being able to do a lot of things that I otherwise would have loved to have do at this time. It, it, it's just the timing of these things, yeah. but you know, um, I'll still be here. I'll still be up the podcast and I'll be in chat and I'll, I'll be playing alongside with these gents yeah. as well. So, but thank you guys. Thank you for all your support. No props. That's the exciting thing about, about your move is you're actually moving a lot closer to me and Chris, so you might get see more stuff where we're three of us are in the same room. Yeah, Tom's taking get pack very, very seriously. Yeah. Even though they screwed don't... him over on his <laughs> on buying it and I'm then getting it for free. I'm not going to pack myself. Exactly. That that was always the grand plan for the show was to bring you at all. Yeah. Essentially, the three of us in one room and talking and getting our actions face to face and making it a bit more. Uh, human essentially and now we've been separated into these colorful cubes that you see before you on the video stream um but actually yeah. in a way it's allowed it's, it's forced us to evolve our content into to something I, i'd like to think has been a lot better in the quality so again final thoughts other people, massively other people have basically stole our format of like using discord that we've been using like right from day one now oh, everyone's doing this because of lockdown pioneers some would say pioneers um, but either way, that's it. Yeah, massive thank you, Tom. We do appreciate it. And again, it's all the team effort here at Sounds of Stadia. We will love to bring you the content. I mean, you get three different perspectives uh, all coming to you every Monday uh, for a lovely Stadia and gaming news podcast. So thank you for tuning in to episode 36. We'd love it if you join us next week for 37, the streams throughout the week, and check out some of our other content because we've been doing quite a lot of different stuff recently. So go check that out. We really would love it. And uh, lock on to Twitter and have a chat with us, get involved. That's what it's all about. Uh, but no thank you very much again I feel like I've said thank you about 100 times now but thank you thank you thank you thank you uh, we will see you on the other side so my name's been Chris been Tom I've been Richie we've been Sounds of Stadia everybody thank you very much for watching again goodbye bye, bye.